Hello, and welcome back to the Prolific Author Podcast. How's everyone's week of writing going? My week is going pretty well. I got a little bit behind last week due to some family drama, so I'm playing catch up this week. So I did get my writing done, and I even got a chapter out to my group, but not until the very last possible second, <laughs> which I'm sure they don't really appreciate. <laughs> so I hope uh, you're being a little bit better organized than I am today. I don't have too many announcements. I, like I said, I'm playing catch up and trying to get things done that just need to get done, like not things I have to do every day or every week, but things that once they're done, they'll be done. And I had hoped to finish all of that up this week, but it'll probably take me until next week. And then I will kind of get back to doing some solo episodes and you know, getting back into the swing of, of um, doing more things for our community and things you guys can all participate in. Um, until then, I have a really great interview today with author CJ Lopez. She's got some really fascinating stories. She writes in several genres and has some really um, compelling life experiences. So I'm excited for you guys to hear the interview with her. Um, I hope you like the title. We actually do talk about giving yourself permission to suck, especially at first, and I'm sure we've all been there. So uh, without further ado, let's jump into the interview. Welcome to the Prolific Author Podcast. Let's face it, readers read fiction to feel emotion and be transported and transformed. In this ongoing digital revolution, where online marketing is always in flux, the only way to create a sustainable author business and live off your royalties is to write transformational stories, market at every stage of the author journey, and cultivate a loyal audience of readers. Fortunately, there's never been more opportunity to make a living as a fiction author. Hi, I'm Liesl Hill, USA Today bestselling author and story clarity coach. When I'm not dictating my own stories about dragons, serial killers, and dystopian worlds, I help other authors write their own transformational fiction, position them as bestsellers, and market them like pros. Join me on the podcast where I give writing tips, marketing how-tos, story advice, and interviews with other authors who are in the trenches just like you and making it work. We are prolific authors. All right. We are here today with CJ Lopez. How are you doing, CJ? I'm good. And yourself? I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for being on today and talking to us. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, so we actually met because you um, have clients who write books and we kind of started talking about that. And then I decided that you would be someone who would be fun to interview for the podcast. So why don't you start by telling us who you are and what you do and what you write? Yeah. So CJ like you said. <laughs> and I started writing, uh, I want to say, what am I, 43? Yep, I'm 43. I forget. You know, when you get to middle age, you forget. You have to check the calendar, <laughs> count the years, all that good stuff. So I started writing uh, on my 40th birthday. I became a published author and I started with children's books. That was a genre that I enjoyed because it, I started writing about my little, my dogs and um, the ventures that they went on with us in my military career because we went all over the world and they would go with us. So I started writing about them. And then probably about a year into that, I started venturing into another genre, which I call, it's adult contemporary, but I call it my hope books. And what it is is basically telling people people's survival stories. And 
basically the story of what was supposed to have taken them down, the, the very things that were probably the worst moments of their lives, but became their survival story, became their triumphant story so that they could share it with other people. So those are currently the two genres that I write in. Um, I am venturing out this year, 2021, into fantasy and romance. I'm trying to delve into those two genres because they entice me, I guess, and because of <laughs> stories that have come to mind that I want to write. I also work with other authors to try to get them noticed, to help them understand the authoring world of self-publishing, how mm -hmm. they break into that market and how to do all of this on their own because a lot of authors don't know how do I even get started how do I even right. do this so um, I learned and it's funny that I'm on a podcast today right and the reason why is because I learned how to be an author like I learned how to write because of my school teachers right <laughs> but I learned how to become an author because I was listening to a podcast in my car once I retired from the Air Force and listening to that podcast and step by step I just started taking notes and and just started listening to what each of these self-published authors did and finally I did it myself and I haven't stopped. Oh, good. Good for you. It's good to know that people are learning stuff from podcasts, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and I loved it because what I learned the most was from listening to all those different self-published authors journey. And there was one, and I think I mentioned him every single time that I talked to anybody because it was, what he said was basically the catalyst of what made me want to become an author and feel okay in my own skin and it's Russell Nolte and he's very raw when you when you hear about him or speak and he's a best-selling author but on the podcast he said you're gonna suck until you don't <laughs> so why not just do it you've got to start not, yeah. <laughs> yeah and when he said that I was like this is coming from a best-selling author Oh yeah, I could do this. So and and I'll and I'll tell you the first book I wrote, I I wrote it, I edited it, I did all the drawings for it and they were like kindergarten drawings. I formatted it myself, everything. And it was the worst and still is the worst book I've ever wrote, but it's my favorite because it was mm. my first and true to his word you're gonna suck. <laughs> so I mean it just it was like almost that I was given permission at that moment. All my fear mm -hmm. from the time in the seventh grade when I wanted to do it in my whole life, doubting myself and saying, well, you can't be an author. You're just CJ. You're just this girl from Indianapolis. I mean, you're not, you're not important enough to do that. It was like I was given permission by those words. Good, good. Yeah, that's, that's super inspiring. So a um, couple of questions. What kind of dogs do you have <laughs> that your first stories are about? Okay, so I currently have six dogs and I'm thinking about number seven. <laughs> I wonder if my husband can hear me because I've been putting hints in his mind. But um, I currently have four pit bulls and wow. two Dotsons. And the story is about my original dogs, which is a Dotson and a pit bull. And they were best mm -hmm. friends. So what it is, is I used my husband and my initials and the dog's names were Roscoe and Charlie. 
R and C. So those are our <laughs> initials. And it was uh, Roscoe and Charlie Travel. And the books just one. The first book was uh, Travel to Shuri Castle because that was the first place that we went overseas, which was in Okinawa, Japan, to Shuri Castle. Unfortunately, yeah. Shuri Castle, I think it was a year, maybe two years ago, has burnt down. And that was probably the oldest um, place living legend place ever but um and then we went to the coliseum we went to cloudcroft new mexico where uh we saw they the boys the dog saw snow for the first time and we had our <laughs> first camping trip and then finally we wrote the last book because charlie who is the dotson in the story he passed away last year so in the middle of me writing our trip mm. to germany where we went to the underground cave which is an underground christmas market and we have to find um they they work with this little girl named sophia and um so that that was my last book in the series i wanted to keep writing but when he passed away i just didn't feel like writing any more of their stories and their adventures so we left it at that and and it was kind of fitting because it was my last overseas duty assignment anyways mm -hmm. so Oh, nice. Those sound cute. They sound like they're lots of fun. <laughs> yeah. So, of, go ahead. Yeah, all of my children's books are about something or somebody in my life. They're about, mm. um, you know, like the book behind me, Where's My Finger Going? I always do this. Pawpaw's Recliner, I've got two books in that series, and it's about my dad and all of the children, uh, all of his grandchildren. So it's Pawpaw's Recliner, The Places You Will Go is the first one, and it's about uh, the magical recliner when he pulls a lever they go to different places and <laughs> some lessons and stuff like that so th it's all about you know real life stuff put in a children's story right right so how did you then um go about breaking into the children's book market what did you do to to sell those and to get them in front of the the people who would buy them so <laughs> for me it I do all of my marketing and advertising myself. So I go into, I use Facebook, I use word of mouth. Mm -hmm. So with Pawpaw's Recliner, my my mom, my stepmother, but I call her mom. I only identify as stepmother so I can explain the difference between her and when I say my other mother. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she works at a local uh, place, the YMCA, and she knows a lot of folks. So they, the word of mouth in a small town helps um, ads on Facebook as well as just, you know, loving what you do and, and talking about it. I think that you have to get yourself out wide enough by talking to as many people as you can when you have a passion about something, but not selling. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Like yeah. when you, when you love something, you let them know about why you're passionate about it and they have to love it as well. And when they love it, they're going to buy it because they love it, but I don't sell anybody and you, you won't find like, if you're ever on my personal page, you're not going to find me constantly trying to sell you my books. Um, you not even on my author page, am I constantly trying to sell my books? What I'm telling you is a story every single time. I'm trying to invite you into the story. Um, I'll quite often go out to my audience on my author page and ask them questions. Like when I was writing the Roscoe and Charlie stories, uh, mom, pa, which is me and my husband in the story, I would ask them, okay, you guys, you're always hearing about Roscoe and Charlie, but would you like to hear about mom, pa more in the story or is it just not important? 
So I'm always including the audience as well. So they become part. So for me, I think that's an important way. Um, I also, I network with other authors and get included in builders. So what they do is they do giveaways and through those giveaways, you get email addresses and I have a newsletter list that I send out to my newsletter through my website. So for me, it's just talking. And obviously, yeah. if you can't tell, uh, I love to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so um, talking on my newsletter, I have three podcasts. I talk on those three podcasts. I go out and I talk to other podcast hosts. Um, I work with other authors to try to get them in the market and, and help them understand what it is. But I won't say that I have a magic formula that you're going to be able to quit your job and do this full time. Because mm. for me it's never been about making a lot of money. It's always been about the writing and the joy that I get from the writing and the passion that I have about the stories for other people. It's about making money, making money, making money. And it's never been about that for me. So I I'm always make sure that I'm very clear to people. I'm not going to tell you you're going to make a million dollars. You have to have a million dollar story for that. I am going to tell you these are the steps to get your book published and these are the ways to get yourself out there in front of people. Right. Well, I really love that you talked about um, not only bringing the audience into the story, but I found that that works best too, uh, even in terms of my email list, like giving them parts of the story so that they can learn to love the story and the characters. And then they're more likely to buy because they're already invested. So how do you, I mean, other than that, how specifically do you tell your clients to go out there and you know, what, what are the steps that you tell them to do? So when I, when I get a book published, a lot of people will know ahead of time when I'm going to publish a book. Um, and when I get a book published, I will send, obviously I'm going to send my email newsletter and let people know, here's my newsletter. I published my new book. Uh, if you want to check it out, here are ways you could check it out. I go on Facebook. I let people know I've got a core group of readers that always get a book for free. There's 20 of them. They're always getting their free books and then they're posting pictures of them once they get their book. So that goes out to their audience as well. So you're, you're getting that information out. I actually had someone reach out to me on Goodreads. Uh, mm -hmm. Never knew the gentleman whatsoever. And he says, you know, I was looking at the synopsis for your book and it sounds very interesting. He goes, I figured I would just throw the question out there. I'd love to read it. And, um, if you would send me a copy, I'd love to read it and give you an honest review. He goes, you can tell from my Goodreads account, I'm an avid reader and I read a lot of books and I'm a grandpa. And I just mm -hmm. spoke to my heart because he was a grandfather and he wanted to read it with his grandchildren if it was a good book. So right. I, I sent him the first Pawpaw's Recliner book and then he followed my page and he was ex uh, right up to the point where the second one was about to come out. He was like, I'm excited for the second one to come out. And I sent him the second one when it came out. And that was just one of those ways that readers can reach out to authors sometimes. And right. yeah, I go on Goodreads and I'm constantly networking with people on Goodreads. And I, you just, I wish there was some magic formula. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm just connecting with people authentically. Basically, that's right. what it comes down to is connecting with people authentically. 
you know, yeah, be, I agree. Be in yourself. Like I posted the other day, a picture of myself on a couch that I didn't think was very flattering of myself, but I put on there that I posted it anyways, because it was who I am. And even mm -hmm. though it's not who I, who I was at 20 years old, it's who I am at 43 years old. And I love the way my dogs looked. So I was posting it anyway, you know, and just being myself and letting them know I don't have everything figured out. And maybe it wasn't my best month of selling books and maybe you're, they don't resonate with you and they're not your genre that you want to read and that's okay. But know that I'm still going to do it because I love what I do. Right. Right. So tell me a little bit more about the, the hope books. Are those all based on, um, military type survival situations or can they be anything? No, they are real people's stories of survival and what they've went through in life. The very first one I wrote was my sister's story. My sister was addicted to drugs for over 20 years of her life and she's two years older than me. So her whole entire adult life, basically she was fighting to stay alive. We wrote her story and it's called An Addict's Journey Home, The Tale of Two Sisters. And in there she finally told me everything she went through in her life from the multiple times uh, trigger warning multiple times that she was raped the multiple times that she overdosed she was found on a railroad track uh, by a church bus had that church bus not found her and called an ambulance she would be dead the times my mom busted down doors to come and get her out of crack houses things like that she lost her three children they were adopted out just in the domestic violence situations that she was into ended up <clears throat> excuse me ended up in a hospital because she was beat so bad a couple of times um, so that was her book and that was her story and we told it from both of our points of view from her telling it and my reaction to hearing it for the first time because I knew that she was on drugs but I had left before it had gotten bad in my family I left for the military at 19 so hearing that for the first time and her being so raw with it um it was a lot it was very heavy but it brought sure. us closer it brought us closer together so that was my first delving into that and then the second book uh, actually my second and third were published at the same time it, they were published in december so this month um it was summer raven which is my my story the things that I went through in my life um, and then hold on to your soul and hold on to your soul is 10 women shared their survival story. So 10 different women through, through my different networks shared their stories. We've got um, women that tried to commit suicide. We've got women who are on drugs, women who was in prostitution, women who fought back from cancer, women who had the picture perfect, marriage and kids and they even had a pond and a beautiful country home ended up on drugs and in jail for seven years out of nowhere but came back and they're and they're living a good life i mean so the, those are the things you know and from childhood sexual trauma and and they're thriving they're surviving and they're living a triumphant life because they didn't let the very thing that was supposed to take them down they didn't let it grab them they said no, I'm going to make it. I'm going to be okay. And I just, there's so much about the human spirit that I think that by telling those stories, somebody is going to read that and they're going to say, you know what? So-and-so did this. I can do this too. Right. Because so-and-so is just a regular person like me. 
It's not a celebrity story. It's not <laughs> a story that you saw on TV. It's just a regular person. I can go on Facebook and look at this person and they're having an up and down life just like me. Mm -hmm. If they can make it, I can too. And that that's the reason behind the hope books. Yeah, that's super inspiring. So how did you, how did you find these women? Did you reach out to them or did they come to you? Um, I reached out to, let me see, I'm going through, I reached out to, I want to say eight of the 10, two of them reached out to me. The other eight, I asked if they would be in the book because their stories were so phenomenal. Um, the other two, a friend's friends had said this, these people would be great for your book. And they reached out to them and brought them to me. So I made two new wonderful friends for my network that um, they're, I, I love them to bits because the, the strength that you have to tell a perfect stranger, your story, um, right. even the, the strength that you have to tell someone that, you know, and that you've mm -hmm. known for years, the truth of your story that you've hid from them. In a way, that almost might be harder to tell the people you know than the people you don't know. Yeah, one of the one of the girls in the book, I've known her since I was ten years old. Um, wow! And the things that you know that she went through in her life, we we were just floored when it all happened, and it was just, it was amazing. It's a very you know some of the stories are just, I mean, I look around and. You know, you, you never want to get better off of somebody's hard life, but right. it, makes, it makes me a better person knowing them because they, they didn't give up, you know, and I yeah. know that no matter what, that if they can do it, I'm, I'm going to, there's no way I'm going to give up. There's no way I'm going to give right. into those, you know, depressive thoughts or that anxiety that grips me or any of that. Well, and I kind of want to, I kind of want to focus in on, um, again, how you found them, because if other people were referring a couple of stories to you, then obviously they knew that you wrote this kind of book and that maybe you were looking for these stories. So you must have put that out in your network in some way. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I put it out on Facebook. I said, I want to write a book. I want to bring in nine other women because I'm going to put some of it on my, my story in there. Mm -hmm. um, I, so I need nine other women who want to jump on a book with me. I'm going to write it in 30 days. So there's a quick deadline. It was NaNoWriMo. Um, so I was writing four books in the month of November. Wow. And I want uh, nine women who want to share their, their deepest parts of their life, their survivor stories. Get with me. Let's do it. You can either write your 10 pages or I can get on Zoom with you. I'll record it. Um, you tell me your story and I'll write it for you. Mm -hmm. And all of them did it except for one. One wrote her own story and everyone else I wrote. They got on Zoom with me and I wrote their story. So uh, I put it on Facebook and I said, PM me, uh, private message me. And they private messaged me. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, so that's how they were in my network. And, and two of the girls, we did not include a picture. Mm. One did not use her real name um, just because it wasn't something that she wanted to be fully out there with. Um, some of the things that she had went through. Another one, she used her name, but not her picture because of the things that she had been through. And we were, right. I respect that. Uh, so that's how we went with that. Yeah, for sure. And it's just important that, you know, you just put it out there and, and you got it figured out. Um, so you wrote it really quickly in 30 days for NaNoWriMo. So that kind of segues nicely into how do you 
what is your process and how do you keep yourself writing and keep yourself prolific like that? So, you know, I, I wish there was a magic formula, but I, I, ideas just come to me all the time. And I just open up a folder and I just start writing a word document based off of the story that's in my head. And as it's unfolding in my head, it's like a movie reel in there. Mm -hmm. And as it's unfolding in my head, I just start writing it on a word document until there's nothing left. And what I do is I just leave it like that as raw as that is. And it's funny cause some I've sent it to a few people that raw and they're like, well, this is this. I'm like, I know the words are spelled wrong. I know that there's no format. I'm just asking <laughs> about the concept focus. Right. <laughs> focus. Um, so I do that and then I leave it. And then each day I wake up and either I have a new idea and I go on the new idea or I stay focused and um, I open up one of those folders and I start reading and I expand upon more of those ideas. I don't outline. I don't. Mm -hmm do what they tell you in school. Um, I wasn't a good student in school. I'll tell you that I'm not <laughs> one of those academic types. I just, it just didn't click in with me because I was one of those people that, that learned a little bit different than everybody else, but I enjoy closing my eyes and just watching it on the back of my eyelids unfold and going from there. Um, so with NaNoWriMo, I don't remember the month very much. I just remember <laughs> the four books that I had to write and the constant process of back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And um, it was it was great accomplishing those four books. And I think they were easier than other people's books because Summer Raven, which is, where's my, that one right there. Ooh, where's my, that was my story. That was very easy to write because I know everything that happened in my life. Well, right. everything that's in the book that happened in my life, because there's still a lot of parts of my memory that are blank that I don't remember. Um, and then the 10 lady stories, I knew that because I was transcribing yet moving things around uh, for it to be, you know, in a, you know, a manner that you could read. And then Pawpaw's Recliner was easy because that book just, spoke to me that was the second one and then I wrote a picture book Elvis the Little Prince and the Christmas Tale and that one came to me because it was about my little my little dog Elvis <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I don't I that's my process I I go off of what what comes in my head and that that's why I said I want to jump into fantasy and romance this year because those are two ideas that stories that jumped in my brain this year or in 2020 and I want to finish those books for 2021. Gotcha. So how often do you write? Do you write every day? Yes. Yeah. For like, so for how long do you like designate an hour that you'll work on one of the folders or does it vary? I, I don't designate a specific time. Um, I wake up in the morning. It's quiet in my house house until about one. And um, I'll tell you, I have ADD. So as long as it can keep my attention, I will keep writing. But if I get a squirrel moment and get on Facebook or something, <laughs> I'll just scroll for hours and I'm done. But there's some days that I will write and it'll be eight o'clock at night and, and I just wrote all day and other wow. days where it's like an hour and I'm just, the story just isn't feeling like I have to right. feel it. Like it has, to, for me, it's more of a feeling than it is. I, an academic or a business sense, you know? So when mm -hmm. I, when I start writing, 
um, I can feel the story coming alive on the paper. And that's, it has to come alive for me. If I'm forcing it, if I'm making it up, so to speak, <laughs> then, then it's not, it's not good. But if it's coming alive and it's happening and I'm feeling it, like really, like it's, it's happening. And I'm like, oh, this is happening. Oh, look what's <laughs> happening. Then, then I, then for me, it's, um, it's good. 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 So um, tell us then, tell us what your podcasts are. You said you've got three podcasts. What are, what are your podcasts? Yeah, so I have um, my longest one is Sister Sister Live Show that me and my sister started uh, in June 2019, and we started it so we could get closer, and that's how the Hope Books started is because we started telling the survivor story, and through it, we ended up writing her book. We, we took a little turn on the survivor story because it was hard to get people to want to come on live camera and tell their story that way. Right. So what we started doing is every Saturday we have a different person who brings some type of light into the world, whether it's through their business, if it's a nonprofit or whatever they do positive in the world, we bring them in and talk to them. Mm -hmm. My sister and a group of folks there in our hometown of Indianapolis, Indiana, give back to the people on the streets, whether it's uh, food. My sister will hand out her card. She's even taken one person to a clinic to get sober. And also they handed out coats right before the winter started and everything to try to help people keep warm. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what that podcast venture is there. Nice. Um, on that channel, on that same page, I do CJ in the morning and Monday on Mondays. It's just a 15 minute Monday morning, 7 a.m., 15 minutes to get you motivated. It's a faith-based motivation just mm -hmm. to let you know, you know what, we're going to do this. We're going to get through this week. We're going to make it, you know, right. just get your tail right for lack of better words, like uh, Pastor Kim would say. <laughs> <laughs> and then <clears throat> my other one, I, I partnered up with another author. I can't even remember how we met oh I don't remember how we met but I know that I read one of her books on my Auntie Nan's bedtime stories when I was doing that and then we just we just became friends but we partnered up and we have the author's porch where every other week every other Tuesday at 7 p.m. we interview authors and we want to talk to them about their journey and because we say that every good conversation starts on the porch Nice. I so like that. we bring them in and we just, we just hang out and have a good talk about, you know, why they do what they do and what kind of books they, they wrote. Fun. Fun. Well, thanks so much for talking to us. This has been a really great chat. Do you have, before we close, do you have any advice for aspiring authors who are still trying to figure it all out? Yeah. I like to tell everybody that once you realize that you're the most powerful person in your life, then there's nothing that you can't do, you know? Yeah. Don't worry about seeking publishing deals. Don't worry about if you're going to go self publish, don't worry about anything. Write the book first, mm -hmm. write the book and know that you are so powerful. Um, don't worry about selling, worry about making relationships as well. Those relationships are what is going to sell your book. Those relationships are what are going to last past 
the expiration date of your book as well. <laughs> and your books aren't going to ever expire for lack of better words, because that's your way of being well past uh, the date that you're actually going to be in this world. If you look at some of the greats, um, I was reading, uh, what was it? To Kill a Mockingbird mm -hmm. the other day. One of my favorites, yep. The first time I'd ever read it, I didn't really? read it. I didn't read none of the greats in school. I told you I was a bad student. <laughs> I was a real bad student. So I read it for the first time and I was just, I was just thrilled about reading it, you know? Mm -hmm. So just know that you could, you could do so many things, but the one thing you're going to do right is have faith in yourself that you can write that book and, and just do it, man, because you're going to be a, a drop in the pond and there's so many other people that aren't even going to put their toes in. Yeah, so good. I love that advice. And I think there's something to be said, too, that, that this kind of ties back into what you were talking about with your writing, about trusting your gut is part of trusting yourself and trusting your own mind and your own sensations. I mean, there are some days that you're just not going to want to write, but you kind of need to trust that maybe today's not a writing day and tomorrow the fount will turn on and then, you know, you'll get your work done and you just yeah. kind of got to... That, that's happened to me in a lot of ways, not even just with writing. I'll, and I'll kind of get discouraged because I can't force myself to do it right now. But then the next day or sometime during the week, I'll realize why it was better that I didn't do that, you know? And so sometimes we just kind of have to go with it as, especially as a writer. Absolutely. There was a whole year I didn't write. Believe it yeah. or not, a whole year. I just, I sat down to write and it just, you know, don't put a, don't put a square peg in a round hole, plain and mm -hmm. simple. I mean, I could say it. 20 ways but Sunday either no matter how I say it if it don't fit it don't fit and right. once, you, once you try to make it fit then that it's just ain't going to come out right and it ain't going to sound right and it just ain't going to feel right yeah agreed agreed um so where can people find you if they want to read your books or connect with you um so I could tell them the best two websites is authorantinan.com that's my children's books which Auntie Nan is that's your pen name, right? For your children's books? Yeah, that's yeah. It's yeah. so cute. I love that. <laughs> you know, it's funny because my niece, uh, she had her first child. And I said, I want to be Nan because my, my grandma, who was such a staple in our lives before she passed in 2010, and she's still a staple in our lives, she was Nana. So I said, I want to be Nan, just Nan. And she says, I, Okay, you're gonna be Auntie Nan. You know that. I was like, Do I like it? <laughs> So, um, yeah, and I wrote my first book, um, and I was Auntie Nan. Yeah, so that's, that's how that came about. So authorantinan.com for all my children's books, and then sistersisterliveshow.com for all of my hope books. They will be tied to the, um, the Sister Sister Live Show venture that we're on. And then 20, I have a project going for 2021, my next hope book, um, Heaven Has Mail. So we're encouraging folks that have someone in heaven that want to have something they want to say to somebody to write that letter to that person. And if they want to share it, share it. But if not, at least write the letter. And the, prim the premise of the book is if you could get one letter to heaven, what would you say to that person? And that's what you're going to write in that letter. And if they want to share the letter for the book, then we're going to type the letter up for them. And then they can have a picture of their loved one that they've lost and a little eulogy. So you can share how much that person meant to you to the world and, and carry on that legacy. 
Nice, nice. Well, I will make sure to link to all of those in the show notes so that people can find you. And just thanks again for coming on and sharing all your, all your stories with us. Thanks so much for having me. It's been great. And I really appreciate what you do and giving authors a platform. Me again. Before you go, if you found value in this episode, I would love it if you could leave me a review. Reviews are the best way to show your appreciation and help others find this podcast. Be sure to screenshot it, share it on your favorite social media network, and tag me at LK Hill Books. Remember, the world needs your stories. Only you can change someone's heart with your fire-breathing dragons, your mind-blowing mysteries, your epic romances, and your intense thrillers. So join the revolution and be a prolific author.